You're now tuned in for another episode of the uncut, unedited, uncircumcised, filthy podcast. Sit back, relax, and enjoy, you filthy animal. What's up, guys? This is another episode of the Filthy Podcast, available on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever else you get your podcasts, except iHeartRadio. We're not there yet, but we will get there. Hope everybody had a good and healthy Thanksgiving. I know COVID is the thought on everybody's mind right now. I know it's running rampant, so I hope everybody's staying uh, staying safe and healthy um, through these times. Um, I, I know it's been a little bit since we've posted, but I've been planning this next interview here, so I'm excited, and I will jump right into it. Today, I have um, a gentleman from a Facebook page that I've been following for quite a while called the Pennsylvania Predator Hunters. He agreed to come on today to talk about what they do, tell some stories, um, and basically just spread awareness that this is an issue out there. I know people who listen all the time know I've talked about it before, so... I thought it would be a pretty cool interview to get out there. So, Mike, are you there? Yep. How's it going? Uh, good. How are you? Good, man. Good. Awesome. So, basically, we'll start it off. Can you, for anybody that doesn't know, can you just explain what what it is you guys do in, um, at the Pennsylvania Predator Hunters? Sure. Um, we have a team of decoys who set up profiles online um, and the profiles uh they act as children uh usually 14 or 15 years old are it's very important our decoys never initiate contact with anyone um you know they just set up the profiles and they sit there people contact them um the and then guy they'll tell them their age and if the guy's okay with it um you know they the you know the conversation continues and then if the guy wants to meet up um to for sexual reasons with who they think is a minor um that's when all the evidence is reviewed and we um you know we set up the exposure so you said that none of none of the decoys actually contact anybody first it's always the the people make the first contact to your decoys yeah i one thousand percent of the time yeah wow okay that's why so, a lot of people, um, I'm sorry to interrupt, a lot of people okay. reach out to us and say, hey, there's this pervert, um, you know, he's reaching out to my kid or, you know, or a family member or friend, and there's nothing we can do because we can't target anyone, because mm-hmm. for us to do that, we would have to initiate contact, and that's rule number one, step one, is we don't initiate contact, so we always tell people, you know, go to the police, who usually don't do anything, but. Yeah. So how long how long have you guys been doing this? When did you get started? Uh, Pennsylvania Predator Hunters, as it's known now, is launched on October 8th, 2018. Um, uh, so it's been just over two years now. OK. And then what was what was your your goal or your motivation or what got you started into getting this together? Well, there's well, first, I have uh, three kids myself. Uh so that's my motivation. My goal, our goal rather, was to 
shine a light on how rampant of an issue this is. Um, how how much the legal system can't take action in a lot of cases, um, and that's why it's such an issue because it's allowed to uh, run rampant, and um, you know. So ultimately, our goal is to expose as many of these guys as possible. Um, but as we've been progressing and uh, you know making progress, um, we get more and more uh, cooperation and involvement with law enforcement. So that um, you know uh, the goals evolve just you know as we've evolved as a team. Uh, yeah. So it uh, it really did a 180 because it used to be kind of a exposing the flaws in the justice system to like, you know, oh yeah, we got cooperation with the justice system. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, so what you had said that they don't, you don't really get the, you know, the justice system doesn't really do enough. So where, where do they draw the line where they get involved and they don't get involved? Honestly, it, that's such a gray area um, mm-hmm. because it, it all depends at the end of the day, it all depends on uh, on the DA for that county. Okay. Um, most cops want to want to pick it up. You know, every detective, almost every detective I talk to is, you know, they're great about it. But then uh, a lot of prosecutors don't want to touch it because um, there are. <coughs> no, excuse me. There are. Um, because we're not law enforcement and they feel like it would be promoting vigilanteism, which yeah, I hate, I hate that word personally, because I feel like we're not vigilantes. If yeah. we were vigilante, just my, in my opinion, uh, like I know by definition in the dictionary, we are, but in my opinion, uh, we're not because we're not assaulting anyone. We're, you know, we're gathering evidence and then turning it over to the police. Vigilantes don't do that, you know? Very true. So do you guys, do you guys keep statistics and stats on like how many people you've exposed or caught or, you know, had in this situation? We have, it's around like 165 or a hundred and, you know, it's, it's right around 165. Wow. So then once you, you know, I know, um, exposure wise, you, you know, you do the live videos on Facebook, you kind of, you know, you know, get their face out there for people to see, but what, what happens after that? Do you, do you, try to take information to the police sometimes, or do you just leave it at that? Oh yeah. Uh, no, I, um, after the exposure is when my real work starts, like when the camera starts is when I, it really starts for me. Uh, you know, well leading up to the exposure, I, you know, do all the background information and everything. I dig, dig up everything I can on these guys. So I know who I'm walking up to, um, and then the exposure happens. And then after that, I make sure we have all the evidence. I move it over into um, a, a, a cloud-based uh, website. And then so then I can just send a link over to uh, law enforcement once I contact them. And then if they turn it down for whatever reason, I try other avenues. Usually I, I try as many avenues as possible with each exposure to try and get something to happen. But worst case scenario with an exposure, even if no uh, jurisdiction wants to take it, um, 
they're exposed to their communities, their friends, neighbors, you know. Yeah, because you guys have about close to 60,000 followers on Facebook, correct? Our our followers are a little over 80, but our okay. the page, yeah, the page likes are, yeah, it's around that number. Wow. I prefer yeah, so, to go by followers. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. So even if it, you know, like you said, if police or justice system doesn't want to pick it up, at least anybody that follows the page can see, okay, this guy is in my area, you know, and at least have some sort of knowledge that they're out there. Right. And the, not to knock the uh, justice system at all, but the, you know, Megan's law and all that, that's, the list is a great, uh, it's, it's, it's a, a great thing for, for parents and everyone in the community, but mm-hmm. there's a lot of issues with it and they're always changing it. And, um, honestly, a lot of guys that we catch, um, most of them don't have any serious record. Mm-hmm. Um, so you wouldn't know that these perverts are living down the street from you anyway, no matter how often you check the list. Yeah. So have you ever encountered anybody like, so I, you said around 165 exposures, but when you've gotten, uh, you know, face-to-face contact with these people, has you ever any fights, any dangerous situations, anything like that ever occur? Or are most people kind of more so like shocked in the moment and kind of back down? Usually, and my goal is to get them in that deer in the headlights, uh, you know, the state of mind. And I use that to my advantage. And um, but sometimes they go into fight or flight mode. It has gotten physical a few times. Um, there was one, actually, the first guy that I got physical with. Uh, it was in, I think it was 2018, and he drove from Philadelphia to Chester County. Uh, he drove about an hour, and he was playing games for about an hour and a half in the parking lot and we finally got him to get out and of the car. And, um, he had his, uh, two year old and infant sons with him in the car. And, um, he was, and he was also very, very graphic. He wanted the, uh, you know, I'm not going to get too detailed here. Um, cause it is a sensitive issue, but, um, the, he wanted the 15 year old to bring her nine year old sister and they were going to stay at his place for the weekend. And they were going to take turns servicing him. And when one would be servicing them, the other would be cleaning his apartment naked. Um, he was wow. very detailed about it. So, and after he was playing games for a while, and then I saw his kids are in the car, we're doing our thing. So it got to a point. And I even told the – I had guys come with me because I said, listen, man, this is going to get physical. I know it. So I went into it knowing. Uh, yeah. I just – I hit the power button on my phone, which pauses a Facebook Live. And I just went over to the top, and I, I knocked the shit out of this dude. Just broke his glasses. Yeah, that's, that's just a small, small dosage of what some of these guys deserve sometimes. So Yeah, and it, it felt really good, but at the same time, anytime I get physical with anyone – whether I'm the aggressor or they're the aggressor, um, the police will not take it. Yeah. So it's, it's therapeutic, but it's ultimately it's damning. Yeah. But that was when we first started. I used to get, I used to be a hothead with it at this point. 
um, I try and keep more calm. If you watch any recent exposures, especially, um, I'm like really calm. And then if I have anyone with me, you know, I, I try and tell these guys, like, look, man, talk to me. I'm the good one. I'm the calm one. <laughs> yeah. Because if yeah. Once I let them start talking, it's, I can't control it. You know, I can't control anyone. Yeah. Because then if it grows physical, you, you're kind of hurting yourself in the long run if you want to pursue it any further. Right. Yeah. And I, yeah. Yeah. So you, you had actually, mentioned that. What's that? I've actually had a few guys um, like try and snatch my phone or push me, things like that. And since I've calmed down a lot, um, I try and use that as leverage to uh, in our uh, interaction. Like, all right, man, look, you just assaulted me. All right. On top of yeah. what we're here for. So why don't you just relax and have this conversation with me? And it, it almost always works. Yeah, it kind of plays out in your favor. So yeah. you had mentioned you had mentioned this guy, what you know he was planning to do. So you, do you kind of see a, a like a broad spectrum of how sick some people are, where what their intentions are, from kind of just wanting to meet up as to, and all the way to what you had just mentioned. Well, they um, there's yeah, there's varying degrees of it, um, but we don't we don't expose anyone who doesn't specifically say that they want to have some kind of sexual relationship mm-hmm. the child you know what i mean yeah so the, <laughs> kind of the next thing was be just for, you know from your perspective i mean so how much of an issue would you say this is and it's even with whether it's being addressed or not addressed how much of an underlying issue is this like compared to you you've exposed 165 but are there even more that have contacted you that didn't really get that far are there you know oh yeah there are um look we've got uh we've got a great team uh we really do um our decoys are they're the the gas in the engine of us and they talk to they can talk to anywhere from three guys to you know 10 guys at a time. Um, and a lot of guys will go along with it. Like they're going to meet. Uh, I've spent hours and hours and hours, um, sitting in parking lots and these guys don't show up. They just want to play it out in their play the fantasy out texting who they think is a 15 year old. And, you know, essentially just, you know, pardon my phrasing, but just get off, you know, at home, yeah, you know, at filling in the blanks if you know if they would have, but most of them do. But yeah, it's definitely it's absolutely an issue. Um, way more widespread than uh, between everyone that law enforcement uh, catch uh, arrests, uh, everyone that we've exposed, uh, and other teams. You know, there's so many more guys out there. So many. It's un. It's unreal. Yeah. So this kind of kind of backtrack a little bit. So what goes into yep. what goes into the process of, um, you know, setting up the profiles? Do you use the same profiles over and over again? Are you constantly making new ones or, you know, how do you get the information that you put into these um, profiles that you're using? Well, uh, the decoys, they, they set up their profiles, all the pictures that they use, um, you know, they're ran by us uh, first. We don't, um, just as a side note, we don't, the decoys can't use any pictures showing any 
any midriff, any, uh, you know, uh, anything, not even too much leg, nothing that could be considered even remotely seductive or sexual, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, no short shorts, bikinis, nothing. Um, but yeah, they get, they get reported a lot. And when they get reported, they have to start their profiles over and, um, you know, that's just part of the, uh, part of the thing. Uh, but yeah, they, they just essentially rebuild it. It's, it's, so it, it's, you, you just put in the email address and mm-hmm. your birthday and your picture. And then that's pretty much it. As soon as a lot of these guys see, uh, a new person pop up, then they're all over it. Um, and most of the time they're thinking with their dick and they can't, they don't realize that how uh, stupid yeah. it is to even <laughs> think that they're like, if, I, I have one guy, uh, uh, story time. I have one guy, he was uh, in his 80s and <laughs> he drove from Lancaster to Chester County wow. down in, and as I'm exposing him, he goes to his car. And he takes out a little insulated lunch bag and he takes it out. He unzips it and he starts taking his, his blood pressure or his blood sugar, um, during the exposure. (laughs) Yeah, it was, (laughs) I'm like, what, um, like you're so old. What would make you think that a 15 year old would want, to you know have any kind of relations with you you yeah and that that's the crazy part because i i really feel like there's it it can go from even guys and guys in their 20s all the way up to people as old as you said people in their 80s and that's the scary part oh yeah yeah it's it's all all ages all races religions uh, all everything it's all over the map uh we've had we've never exposed (coughs) oh excuse me We've never exposed a woman, uh, but we've had plenty on the hook. Uh, but it, it just never came to an exposure. But um, the it's also women. Uh, yeah. Just not as, um, I'll say, aggressive. Mm-hmm. I feel like uh, women who have those thoughts, they're more like the groomer type uh, where, you know, they'll, it'll be the friend's mom. Or something like that, you know. Uh, like they're not going online to pick up kids, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like they'll buy their kids beer. One of them mm-hmm. situation, like the cool mom. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, out of curiosity, what what type of platforms do you use to to find these people? Oh, uh, we we have our decoys use all different types. Uh, whether it's, you know, social media type platforms or um, pretty much anything with a chat function okay, um, is susceptible to predators. Um, and, that, and that's kind of obvious. I feel like most people realize that, but I don't think most people realize how many of these people are out there and likely posing as other kids, grooming their kids as they're playing games or whatever. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, does that does that extend as far as um, any sort of like dating apps as well? Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. And we're all over the place. 
yeah, we've got a we've got a lot we've got a, a decent sized decoy team, and they are very active. So basically, we can wrap it up with this. Just you know, for anybody out there that you know, whether you know you're on a dating app or you know you're going to pass this information along to your kids or whoever is listening to this, what would be some tips or tricks or ways to go about talking to people online to know if you're talking to a legitimate person and two, some precautions you should take before meeting up with somebody? Well, um, you mean as adults to know if you're talking to a legitimate person? Like, uh, yeah, I mean, any, I mean, yeah, just anybody. If you're, you know, going out on any sort of app where you're going to meet up with somebody. Oh, well, I, I feel like that's where common sense would come into play. Um, you know, it's, uh, it's usually not too hard to tell. Uh, I'm, I'm recently single. I, uh, and I can see it a mile away, but I've got some experience under my belt with PPH, but, um, the, you know, if it's too good to be true, it probably is. And, uh, you know, as far as adults go, but if, uh, if you come across a kid online, um, you should block them, not talk to them, report the profile, whatever you got to do. Um, you know, but as far as uh, just adults meeting adults online, it comes down to common sense. And uh, see, I have uh, I have a rule where it's uh, people have to meet certain criteria before I'll even talk to them. I feel like some people are just desperate and they don't even, uh, you know, they get blinded by the fairy tale in their head, I guess, you know. Yeah. Do you, so do you recommend things like people should, um, you know, video chat with somebody first or, you know, get a, you know, talk to them on the phone per se or just anything that kind of gives you more so yeah. of like a better feel if this person is legitimate or not? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. A hundred percent. Um yeah, a video chat would be the absolute best. Um, it, it doesn't... I've run a lot of people's backgrounds doing this. Um, and it, the services aren't expensive. So if you're out there and you're dating someone, you could easily uh, pay for a minimum package on a, a, you know one of the many background sites and just you know run the phone number, run the name, whatever, and, uh, you know, Make sure you're dealing with an actual person and meet in a public place. That's definitely yeah. So, it, like you said, it more so comes down to the common sense of you know of the person going to meet up, and then also doing your you know your due diligence before you do actually meet up with somebody. Yeah, it, for for me, that's what I do, and I also have this. I have a I call it the meal rule. Meal rule, where mm-hmm. um, if I'm going to go on a date or something with someone, I you know we're going to go have a meal. And if they say no, well, first of all, they're they're probably married or in a relationship already, and that's just drama. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Or yeah, or they just want to skip right to the the fun times, and that could turn ugly. You know what I mean? So yeah, that could potentially be dangerous on the other person's end. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So that that's really all I got. Is there anything you'd like to to add or put out there to people that um, have you know any sort of fear about this topic? Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, I don't, I don't live in fear. I don't think anybody should ever live in fear, but, um, you should, if it's 
a concern and if you especially if you have kids make sure not only you check their devices so you know if they're actually talking to some 50 year old who's posing as an eight-year-old trying you know on xbox or whatever trying to talk to them go through the devices there's plenty of apps out there for parents to monitor their their kids online activity and um but more importantly as important uh is communication um my my kids have come to me plenty of times like oh, this person's talking to me online and uh you know they're so i would dig into the person to see if it was valid or whatever um so communicate keeping open communication is just as important as checking their devices but a lot of people um that would be ideal but a lot of people use the internet and devices as babysitters and then when something goes wrong they want to act you know like well just be proactive <laughs> you know be a parent mm-hmm. communicate yeah. with your kids check on what they're doing you know it it doesn't take a lot and it could save their lives absolutely and if anybody out there wants to also see what Mike and the Pennsylvania Predator Hunters do, they can follow them on Facebook at Pennsylvania Predator Hunters. And I believe your Instagram is the same, correct? Yeah. Yep. Yep. Pen- Pennsylvania Predator Hunters on Facebook and Instagram. And Mike, I appreciate you taking the time to talk to me. This is something that I, I feel passionate about, that I, it needs to be brought to more people's attention. So I definitely enjoy um, what you guys do and appreciate it. Absolutely, man. I, I appreciate you having me on and, uh, you know, help getting the word out. And hopefully if we even get one person to be a little more proactive in their kids, internet activity, you know what I mean? That's great. It could make a real difference going forward. Absolutely. Yep. Sorry right, guys. You have it. This is another episode of the uncut, unedited, uncircumcised, filthy podcast, Apple podcast, Google podcast, Spotify, wherever else you can get your podcast and we'll be back with another episode soon.